Hello, everybody. My name is Nkozi, and this is the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. Joining me on the podcast is my co-host, John. You want to say hi, John? Hey, everybody. All right. So we have a packed episode for you. John's going to talk about some food while we also cover some things that we missed, like how there is a new Bob in town at Disney and a whole bunch of trailers dropped in the last week or so. So we're going to get to all of that. But before we get to the battle of the Bobs or the lack of battle with the Bobs, uh, John, tell us about what we're going to eat this week. So this week we are eating Adios. Adios is a pizzeria slash Italian restaurant located in the Bronx on Morris Park Avenue and home at, I tell you, it was amazing, man. When I first walked into the restaurant, I thought like, wow, limited seeing pizzeria. Okay. But then there's a ramp. Where does the ramp go to? So as I walk up to the ramp, I'm like, oh, shoot, it's like a whole nother restaurant behind where the pizzeria is. And I was like, wow. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of a, a restaurant um, on 3rd Avenue. But that Italian restaurant's not there anymore. And I tell you, when I say this food is on point, this food is 100% on point. I mean, I had the fettuccine Alfredo with grilled chicken, and mm, I, I barely I barely finished. I had to take the rest home. I'm like, Kenny, it was, it was beautiful. It was, like, very well layered. I mean, with the cheese and Parmesan. And the sauce, not too soupy, just just perfect, right, and rich thickness. I really, I really like Adios, really do. And the pizza is definitely just like the pasta. Mwah, with the bueno. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a place everyone, wants to, everyone I feel should definitely check out, go with families. They do... Um, make accommodations for if you want to have like a little celebrated christening. So you want to have like a little small party, they can accommodate you. Definitely just call in uh, uh, like two days or the, a week in advance and they'll be able to set everything up for your evening at their restaurants. And on that note, I do have a couple of dishes I can suggest. You definitely, I would definitely suggest their fried calamari and the ravioli. Definitely get the ravioli. Trust me on that. And that's all I had to say for uh, Adios. Uh, all right, John. I'll have to definitely check that place out. I do definitely like Italian food. I mean, and 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 they're very. When I say service there, it's really on point. Okay. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, uh, we'll jump into some of the main things that have happened recently. So yes. there's been a lot going on in the state of Florida in the past couple of months. You know, most of that's been political. Some of it's been, you know, hurricane related. But I think probably the biggest one that the entire world found out was that Disney, which is a very big company. I mean, it's not Apple big, but it's incredibly big. Disney did a very, very sneaky thing about a week or two ago. And that is... On Sunday night, I believe it was November 20th. Let me go back and just confirm that. November 20th, yeah. Yeah, it was November 20th. Uh, Disney announced that their current CEO, Bob Chapek, who, remind you, this guy had just gotten a new contract renewed for three more years. The CEO of Disney. 
that, hey, this guy, Bob Chapek, the guy we say we trust, he's gone. And the previous CEO, the guy that was there before Bob Chapek, the guy who purchased Star Wars, the guy who purchased Marvel, the guy who purchased Fox, he's coming back in the news of Bob Iger. Now, this was received very, very well by everybody. But it's always interesting to see when you see these big changes as to why they happened. And not only why they happened, but also just how somebody could mess up their bag so utterly that they could get replaced on a Sunday and not like replaced where it's like in the future, we're going to go with Bob Iger. This happened the same day when Chapek was gone. Iger came in that same day. And while a lot of us work in certain jobs and stuff like that, so we may have seen that happen in real life, that happening at the executive level, happening at the CEO level, is so outside the norm, it cannot be overstated. So I'm going to talk about a couple of the reasons why Bob Chapek is now on the unemployment line, quote unquote. I mean, this guy's still going to get millions of dollars for leaving, but it's more the shame of how he left rather than, you know, him not having money or anything like that. Nobody feels financially bad for Bob Chapek. It's just more like, how did you fumble the bag so utterly that the mouse kicked you out on a Sunday? So I think the first thing I'm going to start out with is, you know, we do have to bring up COVID. I mean, that's the that's the one that you can't blame Bob Chapek for. And I think everybody understands that hit every single industry that hit the theme parks that hit their Disney Plus that hit everything. Pushed movies back, you know, changed shooting schedules. I mean, everybody got a lot of money lost from COVID. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's something that happened underneath him. But I would say that's probably one of the few things he's not blamed for. Right. You know, he's, it's just, you give somebody a mulligan when a worldwide disaster like COVID happens. You know, nobody can really plan for that. No. But the second thing, one thing that did happen under COVID, which I think a lot of people forgot, is the debacle that happened with Scarlet Witch. I mean, not Scarlet Witch, but Black Widow. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, Black Widow was originally going to come out in theaters, but then Black Widow was put on Disney Plus, you know, due to COVID. But that's not the issue. The issue is that Scarlett Johansson was supposed to make money on the movie on the back end from the studio, from the theaters. And because it came out on Disney Plus, that money did not come in. Or it came in in a very, very muted form. So, as you can imagine, Scarlett Johansson was mad And she sued Disney to get that money. And Disney ended up settling for like an undisclosed amount. But it was one of those things where they didn't even talk about it with Scarlett Scarlett Johansson. They just did it. And they expected her to not say anything. And she rightfully sued them and rightfully got her money. Right? Do you remember that situation, John? Yeah, I do. You know, Definitely, so, dude. I was shocked about it. Okay. Yeah, I was like, wow, Disney did that? Mm-mm. That's not good. That is not bueno. Yeah, so that's that's one of the big things that JPEG did, which I know rubbed a lot of people in the industry the wrong way. The second thing that Bob JPEG did was he pushed a lot of movies 
that would have been in theaters, he pushed them onto Disney+. And really, it's not just that he pushed the Marvel movies onto Disney+. Plus. He pushed the movies that were from Pixar on Disney+. Plus. Now, some of those Pixar movies... Well, actually, I would say both Pixar movies were amazing movies. Um, Turning Red, awesome movie. <laughs> Soul, awesome movie. Yeah. Both of those movies were pushed essentially to Disney+. Plus. And... Apparently, that ticked off a whole bunch of people in Pixar because they felt this is going to be the movie that's going to put Pixar back on the map. And instead, they go towards Disney Plus. You know, uh -huh. now I know you love streaming and you love Disney Plus, John. So I know you really didn't yeah. care that it was on Disney no. Plus, right? No, nah, no, nah, I didn't really care too much. But, I mean, it was, oof, that was a good turning. Oh, man, that was a good movie. I actually have the Funko Pop. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would, I understand where regular people, people not in the industry, you know, or just the casual fan are just looking at it and saying, yeah, they came out on Disney Plus. So what? It doesn't really matter. The problem is that when it comes to movies making money, if you have to answer the question of how does Turning Red, how does Soul make money on Disney Plus? The problem is it doesn't. And also, let's be real here, like movies in the theaters get prestige and stuff that movies on streaming services simply don't. I mean, we've seen it several times where there are streaming shows or streaming movies that don't necessarily get the kind of praise that they deserve simply because they're not on mainstream TV or aren't in the uh, studios, aren't in the movie theaters. Really, it's more about the prestige and all of that in regards to how things are done. So... I would say really the third thing that really killed Bob Chapek is written regards to the parks. Now, uh, he ticked off a lot of people on the park side. Yeah. I'm not a big Disney park person, but that is that is its own subculture. That is its own genre. There is Disney adults are a real thing for those who don't know. People who go to Disney like every year or every other year or they go multiple times in a year. This is a real thing that comes up a lot. So when you're talking about, you know, these Disney adults, these people that come to the park that love just the whole Disney ambiance, Disney atmosphere, you tick them off. You're really going to be in a bad time. So, oh yeah. What are you? Are you a Disney adult, John? Oh uh, no, I'm working on it. Okay. I'm slowly working on it. All right. So, in regards to that, Bob Chapek ticked a lot of them off. You know, he did layoffs. He, when they came out in defiance of the like, don't say gay bill in Florida. You know, he did the beautiful thing where he ticked off both sides of the argument because at first when they came out with it, he didn't say anything, which ticked off the people who wanted him to say something. Then when he finally said something, he ticked off the people who didn't want him to say anything. I mean, it's it's hard when you're catching L's from so many different places. But that's that's what Bob Chapek was doing, apparently. Bob Chapek caught so many L's from so many different places that they wanted the guy that chose him to be the successor to come back and take over the company again. Which, to me, is... That's, that's wild. That's so wild. So, John, what's, what's your opinion on it? I mean, I, I, I really have no opinion. 
to be honest. Because, I mean, damn, to mess up that many times and, like, not, not to get the picture, like, I need to change something up. I can't, I can't really say much on that. All right. So I would say that's mostly the story of Bob Chapek and everything that uh, that he went through. And he's going to be a very lonely multimillionaire without a company. Well, now with Bob Iger being back, I wonder what he's going to do. But it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he reshapes and makes Disney more profitable in the short time that he's going to be there because he only has like a three-year contract but that's that's really going to that's really going to be interesting so another thing that happened over the past couple weeks is the guardians of the galaxy holiday special yeah it was it was very very interesting so john i'm going to give you a challenge here Okay, all right. I want you to give a review of the movie without actually talking about scenes from the movie that you liked. Let's let's see if you can actually give an actual review instead of just talking about scenes from the Guardians of the Galaxy movie that you from the holiday special that you like. So, John, I'm I'm gonna give you the floor. Let's let's see how well you do. In regards to that. Okay, you know, I, I think I can go. Alright, so, so, I watched this movie, and I gotta say, it came off to me at first, gave me that, like, Hallmark, like, it was coming off a little too Hallmarky at first, kind of Christmas special, but then I continued to watch a little more, and as the story went on, um, as the story unfolded, I was like, huh. I, I gotta say, this movie was good. I wasn't disappointed. It was like the perfect, it was like one of many great Christmas specials. And if, shoot, I wish it was one of those live, I actually wish it was one of those live type of Christmas specials because, man, the theatrics that they put into this movie, just mwah, perfect. Literally perfect. And I, I I stayed in my seat. I stayed focused. I didn't even I didn't even li- I didn't even think of what possibly could happen next because I was laughing so hard at what was happening at that moment. So yes, honestly, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas Special is is a movie to definitely watch with family, even during Christmas, and. I would say shoot New Year's too. All right, I know I know how hard that was for you, John, because oh, you just want to you just want to talk about what you love about it, but you know you need to remember, not everybody's seen it yet, so you can't just ruin the movies for everybody. Oh man, you know, so let's let's just go into uh, my review for. Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. Now, I I did like it. I thought it was very whimsical. I thought it was very... I thought it definitely had its share of Christmas joy. Um, I will say, not to do any spoilers or anything like that, it mostly focuses on two of the members of the Guardians of the Galaxy that we get the least amount of time with. The two members that are... More comic relief than anything. So it's going to focus on, as the trailer shows, on Drax and on Mantis. You're going to find out some things about Mantis in the very early beginnings of the holiday special. Also, you're going to find really, really interesting things about... You know, the world in the cosmic sense, there's some interesting tidbits that are dropped very early on in the holiday special. And this special is really all about bringing back Christmas cheer to to Star-Lord, Peter Quill, 
And they're doing that, as they showed in the trailer, by we are going to bring his favorite hero here, Kevin Bacon. And, you know, I, I will say, Kevin Bacon, he's he's playing Kevin Bacon in this world. So it's it's really fun to see him in this way. I thought he was great in the movie. Um, they do a lot of interesting things with Kevin Bacon. Yes, and I think I know why they were able to do those interesting things with Kevin Bacon. And I think the only reason they were able to get away with so much about Kevin Bacon is because there is a band in the very beginning of the movie that shows up later on. This isn't a spoiler. This happens in the first like two minutes. So you're going to see them. But an important thing to note, and John, you might not know this. The band that you see in that movie, that is actually Kevin Bacon's band. Holy so yeah, there's there's a lot of things about actors who have bands and stuff like that. I think the only reason they were able to get away with so much is because they are like, hey, Kevin Bacon, we're going to do all this stuff to you. However, we're also going to let you play with your band in the actual holiday special after we pay you money and everything like that. Because, yeah, in this movie, there there is some really... Funny things that are said at the expense of Kevin Bacon. Like, oh, yeah. Kevin Bacon isn't laughing along with it. He's reacting like a regular person in this scenario, which is with your very imagined <laughs> results as to what's going on. Uh, I'll, I'll also say that this is the first time we've heard uh, Cosmo. Mm-hmm. You know, they they show that in the trailers as well. So this will be the first time you hear Cosmo. And if you don't yeah. know who Cosmo is, Cosmo is the... He's a, he's a Marvel character. His whole thing is he was a Russian dog that was shot into space by the Soviets. And somewhere along the line, he gained psychic abilities. So, yeah, that is that's Cosmo, the Russian space dog who is also a very powerful psychic. And he, Cosmo shows up. Uh I thought they had some really funny scenes with them. And mm-hmm. you know, the only person you don't see in this movie is as expected, you don't see Gamora. And really, I think we all know that's going to be addressed in the next Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So if you had any hopes for like, hey, we might see Gamora in the holiday special. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to see it. I don't nope. care if that's a spoiler or not. You're, you're just not. It's nobody nope. expected it to happen. I will say the only the only downside I have for this movie. For this holiday special. And I I think it's not really a downside. Because mm-hmm. I think they're just going to treat this as like its own self-contained thing. Is that... Is it just me or is like Drax get like dumber and dumber and dumber? I'm noticing that. Every single time you see him. Every single time. And... I mean, here's the thing. He wasn't he wasn't really he was a straight man in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Right. He was full on comic relief in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yep. And in this holiday special, he goes straight to, you know, not only comic relief, he's just like, You are an idiot. You are an absolute idiot at times. Yeah. And I I don't think they're going to have that for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I hope they pull that back a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I like Drax. That Drax is, he is a very literal character. So you can find very funny moments. And yes, he does some funny things. But Drax at the same time is also a guy who is, who carries around a lot of pain with him. And I'm not, I'm not sure they're going to... 
do that. I hope they do. I really do. But that that was like the smallest thing, but I was able to just, you know, take that with a grain of salt because at the end, really at the end, this mm-hmm. is a holiday special. And I thought about all of the real big, you know, differences and everything like that, which is you treat the holiday special differently. And if I give it that grace, I say this movie is amazing. If I don't, it's still really, really good. And I would highly suggest you watch it. Mm -hmm. I think even if you don't like the Guardians and which is a very small group. I think you're really going to like this special because it it definitely had some really laugh out loud uh, funny moments. Oh, yeah. John, I know that, you know, it's killing you to not talk about those moments. So I'll just let you off the hook for the next couple minutes. So that way you can just spoil the entire movie. So spoilers for this. No, no, John, go ahead. Go ahead. I know you really want to. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah, go go right go right ahead. Wait, this is this, this, you. One hundred percent. No 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 strings attached. No no strings attached. You can go ahead and you can spoil all the parts that you wanted to talk about. Everybody's been warned. Okay. So, yeah, I am not that. My most favorite part is going was watching this Christmas show. That was my favorite part. Just watching the whole thing in general. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, I laughed. I cried. I got very emotional, like very emotional. You know, I'm, you know, shed a couple of tears. It's going to happen. You're going to shed it. If you don't shed a tear, then yeah, you don't shed a tear, but definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. Yeah, and I I absolutely agree. I think you guys really should watch this movie. So, for our next topic, uh, these are all going to be trailers for the most part. So, these are not going to be things that happened, you know, in terms of full movies. But we did see them, and obviously we're going to talk about them a little bit more in depth because you've seen as much as we have. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the Transformers trailer. Yes. The new trailer for the new Transformers Beast Wars. Yes. And yeah, I feel like you have a lot you want to talk about with that trailer, John. Oh, yes, because we we, we, we finally get the meeting of the Primes. Optimus Prime and... um. Oh uh, darn it! Uh, Beast Mode, Optimus Prime, and the other, and and actual Optimus Prime, actually finally meet. Like descendants of the Primes meet up, and like say like you have no idea, but we have a there's a lot of war going on, and I'm like yes. Oh man, I have been like ever, ever since the franchise started. That is what I've been waiting for. I've been dying to see the Beast Wars. Literally. I thought they did it a little bit. They touched on a little bit in the last one. But come to find out, they, I mean, they didn't really hit the nail on the head like I wanted or like I expected. But this time, yes! I mean, we're going to probably... And then we're going to see the with the Omicron. Hopefully, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this leads more into they talk more into the um omicron in this one because man i want to see that too like that be the next after this one omicron oh yes so john man i know you're talking a lot about uh about transformers lore what what exactly is the omicron first somebody so, who's om- never seen like what what is the omicron so Omicron is a transform transformer the size of a planet. Like he literally um has a Omicron's main goal, well, pretty much um main goal was to destroy Cybertron. 
And this being Omicron being the villain was the one villain that actually got Autobots and Decepticons working together to destroy. Like, wow. I mean, I'm totally looking at it because that fight right there, a lot of lot, lot of primes came to the table. I mean, Megatron's lineage did a little bit okay, but they they, did, they weren't really, you know, shining like the primes were. The primes were shining, baby. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, Om- so, so Omicron, you're saying, is a transformer the size of a planet? Yep. All right. I, okay, I mean, to be honest, I always thought that that was Unicron, but I, I could easily be wrong there. I'm not really big on, you know, the whole Transformers lore. Mm-hmm. So, alright. Um, with me, when I saw it, it just brought back to me when I was a kid, and I would watch a little show... A little-known show called uh, Transformers Beast Wars. And this was a show that was a fully 3D show, like the 3D show reboot. And it had the Transformers land in the time of the dinosaurs. So, they scanned everybody and instead of transforming into cars they transformed into animals yep. so that was that to me was beast wars yes and i i loved it it was on for a couple seasons uh it was really ahead of its time in terms of the uh 3d animation that it did so you watched beast wars Oh, I watched Beast Wars all the way through till it um to the last one. Alright. So yeah. yeah, I mean with Beast Wars I loved it. I was sad when it went. So seeing, you know, this Transformer look like a gorilla, I was like, Oh, so that is obviously a Beast Wars reference. Um, I know that there was a, uh, there was a TikToker whose name is a uh, straw hat goofy. He compared it to wild force power Rangers. Oh, shoot. Why? And you know, a, a lot of people just jumped on him cause they were like, yeah, wild force power Rangers came out years after beast wars. And why didn't you watch mm-hmm. beast wars? It, it was just, right. a, I thought it was just a funny back and forth. So, yeah. You know, hey, whichever one you need to reference it is perfectly good in my book. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm just glad that we're going to get the full potential of a, a fraction of the Transformers universe that I know a lot of people have close to their heart. And mm-hmm. we're and it looks like we're actually going to get it. Um, yeah. You know, this one, you have Anthony Ramos as the uh, main lead, as the main human lead. Mm-hmm. You know, and honestly, I, I I gotta say it, it's not to be that guy or anything like that. He would not be in this movie if In the Heights did better. He he just wouldn't. Let's 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 call a spade a spade. He wouldn't be in this movie. If In the Heights did better. Wow. I, you know what? The fact that... I, the fact... Being that you said that and I actually met the man... Mm, that's not right, man. No, 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 nah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's right. I may right. not be able to back it up, but... Nah, man. I can't, I can't, I can't. Let, nope, let me, I can't let me ask you this. You let me ask you this. If okay. Anthony Ramos was... If In the Heights did... Was much bigger... When it came out, do you think Anthony Ramos would be in a Transformers movie, or would he be in another vehicle that was bigger? I, I can see him being in a Transformers movie, but then again, ooh, let's let's be I, honest I, here. 
Let's, all right, all right. Honestly, but, I would see him. I would probably see him in a Fast and the Furious. I'm, you, he could have been in a Fast and the Furious. That would have been a step. Fast and the Furious is over Transformers. We can both agree on that. Like, mm, yes, we. Yeah, tra- yeah. yeah Fast and Furious is bigger than Transformers. Yeah. So. I I don't have any hate for him. It's simply fact that, you know, I think this movie will do well. I think a lot of people will have nostalgia for Beast Wars. Mm -hmm. I hope they got a better script. You know, they still have Michael Bay explosioning it up. You know, I I actually respect Michael Bay. Any person that just says, F it. We are getting explosions. We're doing more explosions. We're going to do explosions on top of explosions. And you're going to like it. Explosion in that one. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going you're gonna to sit there and you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. Explosion it up. That, that's all Michael Bay yeah. does. And you know what? He sure. does it well. I'm Very not going to well. lie. He does it well. So mm-hmm. we're going to get that. We're going to get the humanoid more transformers um i could already see with one of the transformers that there's going to be a lot of online chatter about how hot the transformer is oh God. the motorcycle yeah, one let's oh, come on oh yeah yeah whoa yeah um nope nope not no nope not gonna happen but nope that's not gonna happen no, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but you know what usually happens when we talk about Ex- stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just going to leave it there. Yes, let's leave it there. Like, we're not talking about us, but we know yep. the internet well enough to know this yes. is going to happen. Literally. Nothing can stop it. Nope. After that, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely enjoy the movie. It's it's already on my must see list. Yeah. And oh wait wait I do wait 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 hold up I'm, even though that maybe they may talk about the sexy uh, robot they can do a comparison between like the female role versus the how how the robot looks they could do that instead. What what female role? What are you talking about? No, no, like, um, you know how every Transformers has, like, a hot female role? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they could do a comparison between those two. Please don't. I, n- nobody nobody wants that. I, I don't want it. That's, that's all I know. And I, I barely want the talks of the hot robot that I'm going to get. So, you know, let's, let's switch gears... From Transformers, pun intended. Uh, let's switch gears to a movie that this trailer recently came out. And I mean in the last day or two this trailer came out. About an old man and how we cannot give him up. Because I thought his last movie showed everybody, hey, this might not be the movie that we want to see. However... We are all excited to see it anyways, and that is Indiana Jones, Jones. the new Indiana Jones movie. So, John, I know know you really like Indiana Jones, right? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, Indiana Jones is is fine. I I have a story with Indiana Jones. I have a story with Indiana Jones. So, with Indiana Jones... My nieces, my niece and nephew, we all went to watch a movie, and I thought, hey, what's a movie we could watch? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So I popped that movie in. Now, obviously, I'm not going to say my niece and nephew's names. Uh, my niece and nephew, they are not, they're young, obviously. So they're watching the movie with me, and... The things they're seeing, they're asking me questions that make me feel really old. And when I say really old, I mean, they looked at a plane that Indiana Jones was on. They were like, what's that? And I was like, that's a plane. They were like, it doesn't have engines. And I was like, yes, it doesn't have engines. 
Planes didn't used to have engines. This is a thing. Oh yeah, that's a telegraph. <coughs> this mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily be okay. Oh, what about those trains with the with the lion in it? That doesn't seem like it's a safe thing. You're right. It wasn't a safe thing. Hello? I'm glad you have that kind of I'm glad you have that sympathy for animals. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like, you can just walk up to the plane like that? Yeah. Yeah, because you've only flown into terminals. Yeah, that that makes that's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And then when they saw a tank, they were like, that's a tank? No tank I've ever seen looks like that. And I was like, yeah, you're 100% right. 100% <laughs> this is, this is This is what a tank used to look like during that time. And you've only mm-hmm. seen the tank as it looks like now. This is this is perf this makes perfect sense. This makes yeah. perfect sense. Nothing they yeah. said was wrong. It nope. just made me feel old. old. It just made me feel <laughs> very you old. You feel like you was you was around when we was Oh man, no, I won't even mention it. I mean the fact that they're like, oh, propeller on planes. Yeah, I was like, yes. Obviously, I've seen that, and I was like, yeah, but you wouldn't have seen that. Yeah, yeah, this makes me feel old. This makes yeah. me feel real old. You know, they were like smoking in the, smoking in the, in the hotel room. That's not something you're supposed to do. And I was like, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. When they, no, when they saw a Zeppelin, they were like, I've never seen that in my life. And I was just like, yeah, that's that's a Zeppelin. When when would they have seen a Zeppelin, John? No, I'm not just saying they, when they would. But I, I was just like, wow. Like I said, these are all things that made me feel old. All oh, things that true. make me feel old. You know, but talk talk about your love of Indiana Jones real quick. No, my my love for it. I'm just looking forward to the um whole story, how they how every how it's gonna be portrayed. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So this new one, it's going to be Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And I think one of the big things is you see in the trailer they're gonna use age reduction software on mm-hmm. Harrison Ford. Now, I hope what they do is they actually just put somebody else in that place as the young Indiana Jones. Right. And the reason why is because when they did that to Sam Jackson in uh, in Captain Marvel, you know, mm-hmm. did the age reduction software on him. Yeah. He may have looked young. He ran old. Yeah, definitely. He He ran old. So... I unless he's taking tips from Tom Cruise on how to run <laughs> like you're a like you're a 25 year old, right. I, he's still gonna run old. <laughs> yeah. So the best thing to do would be to put it on a young, fit actor, have mm-hmm. them do all the action scenes when he's young, uh, right. Indiana Jones, and they'll just digitally replace the guy's face. Yeah. I I think that works better. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that does have me feeling really, really uh, confident about this movie. Do you know what that is? Hmm. Hold on. Let me, let me think. 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 They're tying up all. Their, this movie could possibly tie up. Uh, the mysteries from all the other Indiana Joneses? Nope. Not even that. It's the director that has me hopeful for this movie. Really? The reason why is because the director is James Mangold. Now, you've seen James Mangold movies. You don't know they're James Mangold movies. But I'm going to tell you three movies and realize all three of these movies were directed by James Mangold. Two of them were directed and written by James Mangold. 
So you ready to hear them? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. So, here are the three movies that James Mangold has directed that I know you know these movies and you've seen these movies and you love these movies. Even the first one that I mentioned, you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is why I love this. But James Mangold is the director of 310 to Yuma. If you remember 310 to Yuma, that was the Russell Crowe movie. The Western, where it's like the guy had to take the criminal on the 310 train to Yuma. Mm -hmm. He directed that. He also directed The Wolverine. Oh, yeah. He directed The Wolverine. He also directed and wrote Logan. So this is why I'm cautiously optimistic for this movie. Because the person that wrote this movie knows action. He knows how to give good stories. And I hope that he can give a good story with this. Also, he did... Uh, right, um, I believe Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, so as you see, this guy has these are all very different movies. So he can do the he could do the smaller movie. He can do the big budget action movie. He can do the really introspective story. He can do one where there's a little bit of special effects and it's mostly about like drive and all that stuff like james mangold can do some things and i'm excited to see what he can do with these movies so well with this movie in particular so yeah that's that's honestly that's that's the one reason i'm excited for this movie because kingdom of the crystal skull left a really bad taste in my mouth and if they do another thing where they have like Phoebe Waller Bridge swinging through the jungle on vines with a whole bunch of monkeys, I'm I'm literally just gonna leave and just say done. I'm done with it. Right. So but yeah, what do you what do you think about that, John? No, I'm just really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. That's, that's that's where that's all I can say. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. All right, and uh, the last thing that came out was the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, the new one for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And I I liked where the direction that the trailer went in. Uh. I think we all know that this story is going to be focused a whole lot more on Rocket. Yeah. Right. I think we're going to get a whole, I think we're going to get a real look into his backstory. Uh, Also, the villain I've heard is going to be the high high evolutionary. So that's that looks like it's going to be fun. Uh, but, but John, you got anything you want to talk about in regards to the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three trailer? Uh, t- well, one thing I'm looking forward to them talking about is Rocket's um family. That's okay. what I'm looking forward to watching. Oh, and um. Them uh, showing one of the, um, the oh, I can't, uh, I don't want to butcher his name. Hopefully I'm saying right. Ryan? The what? You broke up there. Remember in uh, um, Guardians of the Gap, like in the last part of, um, after the credits, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Yes. They were surrounded by this, uh, everyone... They were at the place where they stole the batteries from. You are you talking about Adam Warlock? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You did. You did see him in the movie, and I think he is going to be in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, 
it's going to be interesting because that actor was actually the little kid or one of the younger kids in the movie uh, Meet the Millers, that Jennifer Aniston comedy. And apparently he looks super jacked, a la regular Marvel deeds. So it's going to be super interesting to see how, like, how he pulls all that off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so are you a really big Adam Warlock fan? Somewhat. It's, it's it's been a while since I you know heard anything. I I I, I was at a point. I was like, did everyone just forget about Adam Warlock? Like, I mean, come on, dude has a very interesting backstory. All right. Well, uh. I think that's the last thing we uh, wanted to talk about. So, John, tell tell people where to find you. So, you can find me at a local restaurant, possibly uh, either A, cheating on my diet, or B, being a glutton, which I have not been doing for another good while now, been behaving. But you can also find me on Instagram, Fat Man Loves Anime NYC Twenty One. Feel free to message me. I, as I normally say, with me, if you want to find me personally, please don't. Uh, if you want to reach out to the podcast, though, you can find us. You can email us at uh, two sides podcast at gmail.com that's t-w-o-s-i-d-e-z podcast at gmail.com you can find us on instagram at two sides pod and you can find us also on uh twitter under that same name you can find the podcast on podbean and also you can find us on uh spotify so Guys, I really thank you for uh, going over with us, listening to us ramble about trailers and everything like that. And uh, and we'll talk to you later. Take care.